welcome in to the Get Out of Porn podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. In this week's episode, we want to look at the brain science behind the addiction. A lot of people want to claim that this is just a behavioral issue. We've already had uh, a previous episode on this not being just a behavioral issue. There's a lot of emotional and, and trauma related issues behind the addiction. But there's also a lot of brain science issues with this addiction as well. As a matter of fact, this is just like any other addiction. Alcoholism, um, addiction to cocaine, heroin, methamphetamines. People don't like to or really don't often hear that. They don't know that. And so they think, well, those pervs just need to stop. And they don't understand why that's so difficult and why they're why they continue to go back to the addiction despite the negative consequences. The wife says if they really loved me, they'd stop. But that's not fully true because this is an addiction. There's brain science that's driving them toward the addiction. Doesn't mean that they don't have culpability. Doesn't mean that they are are completely free from any responsibility, but it gives context and provides knowledge as to understand why we go back to the addiction despite the negative consequences in our life. That's one of the markers of addiction is that you continue your usage despite the negative consequences. There's certainly that. There's certainly um, the ramping up in usage, not just in terms of how many times we do it, but also in terms of the content when we do it. It's not just girls in their swimsuits. Now it's hardcore pornography because it is ramping up in its usage. And this is all brain science related, just like it is with alcohol, just like it is with any other drug. Our brain is literally being rewired and changed chemically, and and the chemistry of the brain is altered. And so I wanted to get into that. And the way I wanted to do it is I've, I've thought about how I might be able to explain this in a good way. And so I want to take, I'm going to go with, the guy's name is Bob. We'll say Bob is... At home, he's on the computer, he's turned the computer away so that nobody can see, and so Bob is going places that he shouldn't online. What is taking place inside Bob when that happens? What chemically is taking place? Well, when Bob looks at pornography, the VTA, the ventral tegmental area, produces dopamine. Dopamine is a pleasure chemical. It's it's um, it's a neurotransmitter, really, that the body makes inside the nervous system that is intended. It's a neurotransmitter that is intended to send messages between these nerve cells. It's a chemical messenger. Uh, and it plays a role in how we feel pleasure. So we hear it talked about as the pleasure chemical. In reality, it's more of the, the chemical that's important for us striving for, focusing on, and finding things interesting. So when we need to get up and go to the refrigerator to eat so we don't die... It takes dopamine. That's not necessarily just pleasure, but it is what causes us to strive for certain things. And so when Bob's looking at this, the VTA produces dopamine. The dopamine rushes to the amygdala and the nucleus accumbens. The nucleus accumbens is the pleasure center of the brain. The amygdala is the emotional center of the brain. So the amygdala records the memory of the positive emotion so that we seek it again. Hey, I know you were stressed and you ran to porn. So next time you're stressed, guess what you're going to do? You're going to run to porn. That's the amygdala at play. And that really starts to get reinforced, that you start connecting all of these little things of when you're stressed, you run to porn. When you're happy, you run to porn. When you're angry, you run to porn. It's recording all of these positive emotions. I went from being low, and if you take the nervous system involved in this as well, I went from being parasympathetic to, to in my foundation. We shoot through that into sympathetic, um, which is high levels of emotion, and then how do we come back down from that? We use porn, and so porn is intended, 
or we're using it to regulate our nervous system and, and we're using it to regulate ourselves due to the amygdala recording these things. But then there's two different pathways that, that push forward to the prefrontal cortex, which is the executive functioning portion of the brain. That's what causes us to use logic. There's the just go for pathway and there's the let's stop and think about it pathway. The just go for it nerve cell pathway is actually reinforced due to the supernormal stimuli of porn and it produces levels of dopamine that a woman can't begin to, one single woman, your wife cannot begin to hit. So the wife feels very self-conscious and says, I'm just not enough. And to be quite honest, if we're taking that being enough, quote unquote, she can't be. She cannot be a supernormal stimuli because this is endless levels of novelty and eroticism. And if you grow tired of this type of porn, you can get to a different type of porn. And if you don't like this video, I'll click on another video and people may go through a hundred videos to find the right one. That is supernormal stimuli creating higher levels of dopamine that sh than should be created through sex. And it's reinforcing the just go for it pathway. So Bob is sitting there and on his computer, he knows he should be looking. He knows it would be easy to be busted, but he's doing it. Why? Because the nerve cell for just go for it has been so reinforced and the let's stop and think about it. The logical part is actually being overrun by the supernormal stimuli. It's too much for it to handle. And so, hey, Bob, pump the brakes, man. You shouldn't be looking at it. There's a lot of difficult things that could happen if they catch you. This is a horrible idea. Where is that part of Bob's brain? Why isn't that speaking up? Well, it's being overrun by the nature of porn, by the supernormal stimuli, by the dopamine hit of porn. And then the worst thing is when he begins to come down, when the high fades, when the high levels of the supernormal stimuli begin to fade, the amygdala sends stress signals to the rest of the brain, creating withdrawal. It's these withdrawal symptoms and, and, and these signals that say, hey, 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 I'm stressed. Remember what worked last time? I'm stressed. Give me porn. I'm stressed. Give me porn. I'm angry. Give me porn. When we have withdrawal, which there actually is withdrawal symptoms within pornography, it causes us to go back to porn. Withdrawal symptoms may include anxiety, depression, tiredness, insomnia, irritability, aches, actually body aches, mood swings, loss of libido, things like that. Um... No, we're not dying from our withdrawal symptoms the way that a, an alcoholic might. At the same time, there are legitimate withdrawal symptoms. And so this is the brain science taking place. Now, when it shoots into the nucleus accumbens, I didn't talk about that as much. That's the pleasure center of the brain. And when do dopamine pushes into that, it creates two different chemicals. It creates delta Fos B, which is what causes sensitization. And it creates CREB, which kind of dampens the pleasure response. CREB is the thing that keeps us wanting more. And so when dopamine, it rushes into the nucleus accumbens, delta Fos B accumulates, nerve cells that fire together, wire together. And so delta Fos B says, hey, these two things go together. You were home alone and you looked at porn and that feels really good. Therefore, a trigger is created next time I'm home alone. This is also made worse from emotions, the emotion of feeling lonely. Kreb is the thing, as I said, that dampens pleasure response, meaning, hey, I know you like looking at a girl in the swimsuit, but that's not enough this next time. This is why addicts always chase that first high. It causes desensitization. It is the brakes to the Delta Fossus B's gas pedal. And when sensitization leads to greater wanting, more intense cravings, desensitization leads to less liking or decline in overall pleasure. So you're being sensitized to want it more due to Delta Fossus B and the triggers. You're being desensitized to want higher levels due to CREB. And so the disparity drives us to overuse. It creates that tolerance 
where I need more and more and more. The same way that an alcoholic now needs nine beers to get drunk and not three, the way that he used to. Same thing is happening with our brain in pornography. And so the four changes to, to the brain due to the addiction are sensitization, desensitization, which creates tolerance, dysfunctional prefrontal circuitry, what we call hypofrontality, and that's weakened willpower because, like I said, the pathway of just stop and think about it is being overrun by porn. So weakened willpower. And last is a malfunctioning stress system, which creates the withdrawal. That's from the amygdala. It malfunctions with the stress system. When we start coming down, we start using porn to get away from the withdrawal. This is what all addicts do. They start running to the addiction. Functioning alcoholics run to the alcohol just so they can avoid the withdrawal symptoms, not even to get the feel good, but to just avoid the withdrawal symptoms. So all these things are taking place in addiction. Once again, sensitization, desensitization, dysfunctional prefrontal circuitry, and malfunctioning stress system. And so when we come around to it, we say, wow, maybe there's a lot more to this addiction than I thought there was. Maybe this is a very serious addiction that we have underestimated and that we've tried to fix by saying, hey, go read a book. Maybe just put some things on your computer and that'll stop you. That'll that'll keep you from running to it. Well, guess what? I've been doing this for 15 years. The brain is, is it's the Grand Canyon with this, hey, just go for it pathway. Dopamine is surging through my body and I need more and more and more and more until I'm looking at things like child pornography. How do people get into that? It's because they continue to need more and more and more. And there's a lot of other things, other factors at play. Not everybody who looks at porn is going to go into it. But these are the factors. This is the brain science behind the addiction. I hope that makes sense that now that you can understand when Bob looks at, at pornography on his computer, these are the things that are lighting up in the brain the same way that it would for an alcoholic. It's the same levels, the same areas of the brain light up the exact same way for any other addict. And this addiction is basically just as strong as a cocaine and heroin addiction because of its ease of use and its ease to find it. It's free. It's always there, and it's taking what is a biological desire and abusing it. Heroin is not a biological desire. After we use it, it becomes that because of the withdrawal symptoms. Heroin is not a biological desire, nor is alcohol, nor is meth, nor is cocaine, or any of these things. However, sex is for most people. God created us that way because in marriage it's a beautiful thing, but it's taking what is naturally a desire of ours. I won't, say, I won't call it a need. It's not a biological need. You can live without sex, but it is certainly a biological desire that God put within men and women to a certain degree, and it's hijacking that. It's hijacking this pleasure center that was intended to be beautiful and to drive us toward one another through oxytocin, and it actually releases oxytocin from porn so that we start binding to the device that we're finding it on, and we start binding to the women on the screen instead of our wives. God's plan was beautiful and perfect, and all of the brain circuitry and the brain science and the chemicals involved were intended to maximize our sex life and give us ultimate pleasure. Sex is a beautiful thing. Porn hijacks that and takes it to places it was never intended to go. This is a chemical addiction, regardless of what you may hear in the world. It works the exact same way. A great book, for further reading on this if you're interested, a great book is Your Brain on Porn. A lot of this came from Your Brain on Porn. It has some cussing. But it is a fantastic read um, to help in this addiction, at least to help you understand the brain science behind the addiction and to see how one might begin to understand and get out of this. This is more for um, us training ourselves and knowing the addiction. It's not getting out of it, but it is giving us context and giving us understanding and knowledge surrounding it. 
So I hope this has helped. I hope this has been uh, enjoyable to listen to and something that is um, hopefully helpful. I hope I hope it does help you recognize more about the addiction. And for any wife that may be listening, please realize your husband, if he's been doing this for long enough, does have the addict brain and it will take a long time to get out, but it's not your fault. It's not about your sexiness. It's not about any of those things. It's about the fact that he's got chemicals running through his brain that he's been putting through it for a long time. Interestingly, and we're going to start getting into this in the next episode. Interestingly, it is the emotional that will start to rewire the brain and work us through. And I'll explain that in our next episode. Thanks for listening. 